morning. This is Sister Peter coming to you from the ill, the Edwin Elder Library. And today we're on page 86 of Marvelous Mercy, The Shocking Truth About the Mercy of God. This book is by Robert E. Henson. A Contrast in Time One of the obvious differences in consumable time is found in the first portion of verse 7 of the previous reference scriptures in Ecclesiastes 3. Namely, there is a time to rend and a time to sow. The two times mentioned are not equal in duration. Ask any mother who has ever had to mend some of her children's clothing, torn while the child played, and she will quickly verify to you that it takes longer to sew a garment than it takes to tear it. An item of clothing can be torn in a split second, but it may require 900 times that long or more to repair and sew it. When I was a child, my mother occasionally declared to me that I was able to mess things up faster than she could clean them up. I'm quite sure that I'm not the only person who has ever been so informed. It is evident that some things involve only a few moments of time, while others encompass a prolonged time. Ponder for a few moments the contrast in the times listed in the latter segment of these of verse 3. Specifically, a time to break down and a time to build up. Those of us who have observed large construction projects know that it can sometimes take several years to complete an expansive and complex facility. In contrast, a mammoth building can be brought down in a few weeks with cranes and wrecking balls. It can also be imploded and brought down in a matter of minutes with some well-placed and sequential explosive. The indubious point is that it takes much more time to build something of value than it does to tear it down. This same enlightenment is true of our personal testimony and influence as a Christian. It often takes years to build credibility and powerful influence for Christ. That testimony, however, can be largely and quickly destroyed by a few moments of reckless living or a one-night fling or a binge. Think of it. A lifetime of Christian witness can be decimated in one evening of wickedness. And, you know, I was thinking about that um, also about... um, well, I've been listening to some sermons, and there's been uh, tongues and interpretation, if you know what that is. It's when just uh, a prophecy comes forth in another language, and then there's an interpreter that tells what had just been said. That's to let you know that it's coming from God, that it's a holy, spirit, supernatural, spiritual encounter. And a lot of times it's been saying that um, he's going to do a quick work, you know, for us not to, um, not to give up, not to become dismayed that... Um, it's going to come to pass, you know, and that's so true. Um, I know that right after my husband and I moved from Kansas to here, um, <laughs> there was sayings that while well, my husband, my husband uh, heard that somebody was just getting ready to put, do something for my husband to just, you know, like a door was just getting ready to open. But see, that's one of the things um, you just never know. You just never know. You have to do. Um, you have to do what you feel God is leading you to do, irregardless, irregardless of what other things may or may not be in the wings. Um, but, you know, it's like, um, it's one day at a time. And it's why we pray, Lord, order our steps this day. You know, and I, me, since my husband passed away, I've always had that over my head. I don't want to mess things up. What he worked for, and I hear people, um, or see people, they text me, they comment, message me on my uh, Facebook and say that they're glad to see that I'm keeping the ministry going, that what my husband and I had been doing before he passed away. And um, 
all that stuff, you know, but it's just like, I'm not doing it just for the fact that, um, you know, just because it's something I want to do, it's something that God put on our life, and to know that it is being effective, um, that some people, it may just be a few, but from the very beginning, we say, Lord, if we can reach one, if we can bless one person, then it's worth it, and, um, it's, you know, it's obviously blessing more than just one, but in the end, in the end, when we get to heaven, you know, there might be all these people coming from all over, and, um, the Lord handing out the, the crown of righteousness, and Lord, where'd all these people come from, and said, you know, these are they, these are these that came out of great tribulation, maybe these are people that we reached, and encouraged, and that they stuck with, they stuck with it, they stuck with living for the Lord because of something we said, or something in our life that, that let them know, hey, if they're doing it, if they're doing it, I can do it too, you know, just, just keep on, keep our eyes on the prize, that prize, you hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, so today as we're pointing others to the cross, let's not forget, he laid up for us a crown of righteousness, we're going to get that crown, and then what do we get to do with it? We get to place it back at His feet. We're just a conduit of His love and His mercy. But oh, how great that reward! That we will have something to give Him, give Him, and present to Him, and that our our labor is not in vain. Our labor is not in vain, and we're not going to mess up. We're not going to mess up if we just keep on being sensitive and obedient and trusting God that he has a greater purpose. He has a greater plan. And we're alive, so he's not done with us yet. Amen. And even though my husband's passed away, I don't think God's done with him yet. I know sometimes I say, man, people's going to think I'm crazy because I keep saying this, but I don't. I think when I get his book published, and I already know that I've got some of his sermons, and I keep finding stuff that he posted on Facebook that I know that that's still out there. Every once in a while it comes back up in memories and different things. So, and not, not just Facebook, I'm sure there's other things, other places, other things he has said and done that outlive him and that, and that will outlive me. Those kind of things will go on. But, you know, what you do for Christ will last. And this is proof of that. Look how many books and songs and poems that we love and hold dear. And the author's been dead for a long time. Well, the Bible, everybody that wrote the Bible's gone dead. The only one that's still alive in that is Jesus. And, um, but, and any, okay. I guess I shouldn't have said that because the ones that God translated, um, Enoch and Elijah and, Seem like there was somebody else besides Jesus. Um, well, I know Philip. <laughs> he wasn't translated, but he he got a plane air ride. Um, but one of these days, we're all going to take a plane air ride. We're going to be translated from this changed in a moment to change from this mortal to immortality in a twinkling of an eye. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank God for His marvelous mercy. Thank God for His mercy. Amen. It's unmerited favor. He's got His hand on you. He loves you. You have a great day. I love you too. Lisa Peter, your host of the Ill, the Edmund Elder Library podcast.